Okay, so let's talk about this show. Uh, the Babysitter's Club. I feel like we went to the very depths of YA misery last week. Mm-hmm. And now our reward is this brightly colored, well-lit uh, set of uh, seven girls who are who are just going to just do the absolute most when it comes to babysitting. Like... It, like, this is like the universe saying, hey, we know that last week was hard. Here's the Babysitter's Club. I cannot tell you how happy I am not to have had to read a 300-page novel this last week. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Pizza Toast, a podcast where we talk about the Babysitter's Club media adaptations I'm Phil, this is Christy, and for the last few episodes, we've been just talking about the sisterhood of the traveling pants, and now we are finally back to talking about those babysitters and their titular club. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the, the babysitters club, though. Like, we've gotten through several novels, a couple movies that had nothing to do with our girls. Yeah. And, and now we get to see them again. We have been angsting over the fact that Netflix was being very secretive about when the next season was going to premiere. Then we that got works. a date. And then uh, last week, we got handed on a silver plate our next episode of the show, which is great. <laughs> yeah. So our the date is October 11, as we know. And uh, this, this trailer comes out like a month before that, a month mm-hmm. and, and change. And... We can talk about this trailer at length because there is a lot to unpack here, folks. There's so, a whole lot. We have the episode list, which is, of course, list. all titles of books that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Not, as people might suspect, the next chunk of books. These oh, are no. kind of all over the map. Oh, we're going to spoil the heck oh, yes. out of the Babysitter's Club in this episode. If you're listening and you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen. Because even though we might be wrong, we're going to let you know what happens in the books. The trailer itself spoils a ton of things. It like tr- right off the bat. Stuff you might not be expecting. Like if you watch that trailer, you're going to know what's happening. Uh, but let's let's remember where we were at the, at the end of the first season. How did that end up? Where were we with our girls? Well, we went to a camp with our girls that's right two whole apps we like to uh, i mean i sort of now in retrospect do look at the eighth episode as the season finale and the camp episodes as the sort of in between yeah uh we had our five though we had our core five uh christy's mother had just gotten married right claudia had decided not to go to art camp and at least temporarily to have her dreams dashed by uh Mimi's desire to keep her keep her home. That's right. Yeah, and keep her with her friends. Uh, Dawn and Marianne's parents, or uh, Dawn's mother and Marianne's father, (laughs) you know, they were, (laughs) it wasn't four people together. It's two people who have come together and were in a relationship again at the Mm. end of the series or the season. And uh, what was Stacy up to? Uh, Stacy has diabetes. I Stacey, believe oh yeah, Stacy does have diabetes. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, yeah. Also, Stacy did reunite with her best friend from New York, Lane, and right. that was, I think, the best thing to come out of the Camp Moosehead episodes. 
Oh, and uh, Marianne ki- kissed a ghost boy. Marianne uh, Logan was revealed to not exist, and uh, and Mallory and Jesse uh, sh- get at get recruited into the club at the end of Camp Moose. Yes, that is another good thing to come of it. Uh, Mallory is another perfect Mallory casting. They've done it three times. Congratulations to them. This is uh they, they it's the, the, at the end of Moosehead we were we were left with a charming group of, of girls. Uh, it is now looking at the trailer. Ten years later, I'd say. <laughs> uh, oh just yeah, age-wise. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, what did? You, how old did you say they were? Twenty-five years old. Now? Yeah, these are about twenty-five-year-old uh, young women, recent college grads, at <laughs> least. The problem with a show like this is if you if you get hit with a national international pandemic and you have to slow down your uh, your your filming, your kids are gonna age. Unfortunately, unlike Stranger Things, you can't just say, like, it's a couple of years later. You have to be like, they're still in junior high. And people, you know, you have to plan for this kind of thing because you never know when a global pandemic of unprecedented uh, uh, effect is going to hit your country and ruin everything. It's going to impact important things like your eight episode Netflix series for junior high school age children. Also, it impacted the world. I want to clarify that before I make it sound too uh, jingoistic here. I'm talking specifically about an American TV series. So, yeah, we're zeroing in. We're back to this. We're we back to this. So, uh, so we have this trailer. Trailer. And should we just sort of walk through it? Yeah, may as well. Uh, I have it up with me. <laughs> with <laughs> so you. It's with me always. It's always. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we open on a we open on a Christie in a pool. Yeah, it's quite on. the uh, it's quite the pool scene. It, do we think this is the snobs pool? It might be. So, because we have Christie jumping into a pool, we have Jesse Mallory. The new dawn mm-hmm. and Stacy sitting around the pool, but we also have a bunch of kids their age. Yeah, some kind of pool party occurring. Uh, I, I'm just gonna keep coming back to the episode list we have now mm-hmm. because, like, the first couple there, this shot, and then the shot of Christy and Liz on the couch in a in a very pristine home with a, a mother. And daughter, that I'm also like, oh, this is also the snobs. This is Shannon Kilborn. Right. So uh, according to our episode list, we start with Christy and the snobs. Mm -hmm. And we move on to Claudia and the new girl. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, Stacy's emergency and our first major departure from like major, major. Well, I guess Stacy's emergency is a pretty major departure from the timeline. Yeah. Uh, Big jump forward. uh, yeah, and then Jesse and the Super Brat. So that's our first four episodes. But Christy and the Snobs, let's 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 bring our audience up to date if they're not sh- aware of the importance of this episode. Christy and the Snobs is kind of a major turning point for the entire storyline of the Babysitters Club. It is. So it's when I mean, it is not the book when Christy moves into her new no. house, correct? But it is the one where she meets some new neighbors. Right. And the neighbors are snobs. Uh, they're, they're very snobs. rich. The They send their children to Stony Brook Day School. 
Uh, They're the Kilborns, and one of the Kilborns will ultimately become an alternate member of the Babysitter's Club. But it takes some doing through that book. Yeah. And what is probably some of the the most the deftest character development uh, we get from one of the one of our more minor characters, uh, Shannon starts off as an enemy and becomes sort of a side friend of the babysitters. She's always a little excluded from the group mm-hmm. just because she's in a lot of clubs and she's get she does a lot of after school activities, so she can't commit full time. Uh, but also, Christy's dog ends up getting named after her their their new dog yeah i'm never i'm never really gonna figure that one out like uh <laughs> louie Louis, uh r.i.p to a real one he's gonna pass he's gonna pass yeah. away at some point here if we uh if we follow the book if we're sticking to the books <laughs> they may the not book. kill the dog and they do get a new job in, dog and they do name it shannon after shannon kilborn yeah yes. but uh, not until yeah they they reach a better than fragile piece by the end of the book hmm. but they don't start off on good terms because like they're i mean there's no better word for a snob they are like proud they are they believe themselves to be above christy like shannon and her sisters so we don't i so you are presuming you are assuming that the girl in the trailer that we see sitting mm. next to her mom is going to be shannon kilborn that that's is your, my that's your guess guess that yeah. is my educated guess from having read the series and from seeing how that house looks they look it is rich. a nice house it is a you nice see house. It, there's a there's a there's a full cake on the table that cake there looks are... good that cake looks expensive Mm-hmm. There are uh, there are little like finger sandwiches piled up, mm-hmm. um, and the girl says you have a business. <laughs> and Elizabeth sitting next to Christy says something about it like it's a, it's a business and a club or whatever. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, we see a scene, a brief shot of them in having a meeting. Yes, we see Stacy doing new dawn's hair uh, <laughs> mal and claudia mal and claudia are on the sitting on the floor uh christy's in her chair and she looks upset in the quick shot we get of it so mm-hmm. little trouble in paradise in one of the episodes probably probably in a lot of them <laughs> given oh. g- given which stories they've selected for this season it's gonna be a lot of uh, infighting <laughs> And I will say that the the the, epi- the uh, trailer is narrated by Christy, whose voice is notably huskier. Yes, she's. Yes. <laughs> let's let, let's not forget these children. They have aged, and yeah. they're perhaps not as young of children as they once were. Because like fact, the music geez. starts. Oh oh, and we cannot oh, fail to point so out so important. Sorry, they are this. now committed to the hbo theme song Mm -hmm. they have fully adopted it and made like a cover version that is it's still retro seeming but it is not quite this i mean it's not that authentic like there it's kind of synthy it's a it's the same song though it's the same song it's the same song and you hear it in the the trailer starts with that like dee 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 That, or is that the Dookie Hauser theme? I can't no, no, you got, it. Uh, you got it. <laughs> yeah, it starts off with that. And then Christy's voiceover starts up and she's all, hello. <laughs> this is, we have a, we have a club. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they could have tweaked that audio a little bit. Let us, let us still believe that these were 13 <laughs> year olds. They're going to have to, like, we're going to have to plunge right in with them being like 17 now. Like that's just what I, we're. <laughs> I guess. I guess for me, it's not the fact that the kids age because kids age whatever. Kids it's age. the fact that in the time between the seasons, the actors playing Jesse and Mal, mm-hmm. 
have aged to that point where now all the girls look the same age. Yeah, they do. Uh, and I mean, all kids between the ages of like 11 and 16 look the same age to me now. But same. <laughs> but uh, they, they're, 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 they're taller. They're, they just look older. So we don't get the delightful, these two tiny kids next to these like eighth graders that we got at the end of the last season. I will say, though, as soon as we get the next bit of dialogue or like the most extensive bit of dialogue in the trailer yet, as soon as Mallory... Uh, goes in on her Malloryness, talks, sputters about how awesome they are. Then I'm like, oh no! Again, we have we have cast a perfect Mallory. I can totally believe she is younger than these other girls, and also that she's significantly less cool than the other girls. So even Jessie is giving is trying yeah. to rein her in at this point. Yes, yeah, smooth as silk, a well-oiled machine. You guys are <laughs> awesome. And then Jessie stops her from speaking. Uh, but I do like the approach they seem to be going with Mal, which isn't that she is. A screeching loser, mm-mm, as mm-mm. as some of the books tend to portray. Like, the books get to the point where Mallory is barely functional as a human being, <laughs> and the move the TV series seems to be going in the direction of she's excitable, she's just like a, a goofy kid, as yeah. like a go- like a little less like uh, like level headed than the other girls. She's uh, what the what the kids might call a tryhard. She yeah. really wants to be part of things. Kid already see that in the Sea City episode. They were like, uh, they're planting the seeds of that. Got a little bit more of it in the Moosehead, and it does look like they are taking her in the direction of just being a touch too excitable, which I like. It is uh, Mallory is the, the character I'm always going to relate to the most, mm-hmm. and I like thinking of this portrayal like this is a bit more flattering to the Mallory's among us well and I think that Mallory in the book because everything we know about Mallory in the book is from her own perspective Mm -hmm. uh, we don't really know how she comes across in real life except that when she's like a hyper like when she's at the beach and she's covering herself from head to toe and the (laughs) other girls are getting frustrated at her for being such a buzzkill Uh, but otherwise As far as we, the girl, other kids seem to treat her, she's just a, another kid. So yeah. it's almost like they had to fashion a little bit of a different personality for her. Because I remember Mal in the HBO series, she was just she was kind of there. Like she was just yeah. kind of another kid. And she's part of this group. And this is a carefully curated group. Let's not... <laughs> Let's let's be clear. This is a a very click. I was I was thinking earlier just about the series conceptually on a whole, and thinking all over again how weird it is that oh, it's just a group of seven girls and it's completely impenetrable and they have no other friends. That's strange. Then I went about my business. They are they are as 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 carefully curated as as the cast of Zoom. They, <laughs> uh, except for the fact that they are all they, they are all girls. Uh, they could be uh, an edu- be the cast of an educational series. They sure could. Um, not that I'm complaining. They are oh, all no. delightful. They're um, they're perfect. I there's a reason there's a reason we talk about them and get to talk about them again and are this excited to talk about them again. <laughs> I'm, I am excited about this mm-hmm. about this uh, oh, season. Same, yeah. So we we get verbal confirmation that they have all grown physically. Yes, <laughs> she's like we've all grown physically. I'm like, okay, at least you're not lying to us about it. Um, let's be let's be clear, we're all bigger now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are all slightly larger. Some of us have different faces. 
they all glare at Dawn. Different faces. Uh, yeah, new. I I'm okay with new Dawn. I'm gonna accept new Dawn. I'm gonna try to approach it with with like a, a blank slate for Dawn. I think. Oh, I would hope that. so. Oh, uh, when I, she talks about giving a tarot reading, which we'll get to, I'm like, ah, yes, this is what yes. I need. But yeah. Yeah, the I'll, new Don, Kendra Sanchez, by yeah. the way, who uh, you may have seen in uh, Netflix's Finding Ohana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quoted as saying she manifested this role for herself, which was yes. what, uh, it, it wasn't the press photo of them, like, uh, yucking it up in the in Claudia's bedroom for me that cemented this casting choice for me. It was the saying that, that she manifested this role. I was like, yep, you've picked Apparently the right she person. Apparently she's a regular on Butterbeans Cafe. That exists a nickelodeon series oh okay uh, yeah fair enough so uh about looks like about animated fairies but uh hey, so this is a this is a, a a kid with with acting like experience yeah. like under her she's belt got like chops. Yeah. yeah yeah she's got she's got the chops she's got it <laughs> is that to, uh, that wow hopefully factor. not too many chops we don't want another kid recruited by marvel <laughs> no please <laughs> I, I beg of you <laughs> um so uh Getting a little bit into what episodes are coming up, because they start, this is like the part in the trailer where they start showing us like really quick shots of of various episodes. And we get a quick shot, well, we get a few shots of Stacy modeling. Yeah. And I'm going to assume this is from episode three, Stacy's Emergency. That would be my guess. uh, Which I don't believe the book involves her modeling i don't think it does and the only cannot and it's not no it's not canon unless we're saying that the hbo show is canon the only time stacy has modeled was in the hbo series as far as i know well she definitely doesn't model in the in the in stacy's emergency no. that's that's a book that it deals entirely with her parents divorce and how Stacy is just not taking care of her body and she keeps going to New York and basically her body falls apart and she ends up in the hospital uh and it just becomes one of the uh one of the Stacy has diabetes books that has the uh delightful um letter at the end that begins dear reader lots of people have asked me why I created a character with diabetes <laughs> Why did they ask her? That? And I'm like, I don't think really a lot of people like what's the deal, Anna Martin? I need you to know that I just Googled Stacy McGill model to see if I could find any like f- could fact check very quickly. And one of the suggested Google results was does Stacy McGill have diabetes in real life? Wait, does Stacy McGill? <laughs> I mean, yes, I think that's the answer. I assume they mean Shay Rudolph. The character's not lying. (laughs) Anyway, I just needed to get that off my chest before we kept going. That would be a twist, though. If Stacy in the end is like, I don't really have diabetes. And they're like, well, then what's the thing attached to your body? Like your insulin pump. And you find out she did that to herself. Oh, wow. That's so dark. Body horror. (laughs) um so yeah so so we know that we're going to be most likely dealing with are her parents together in the first season of this uh uh, yes and no because the do you do you recall there was the time christy thought that she was like sneaking around uh and she saw stacy and her parents in the car and was like how dare she lie to us yeah and and it looked as though 
Oh, that had nothing to do with her parents being together or not. That had everything to do with diabetes. Everything comes back to diabetes. Everything comes back to diabetes. I don't don't know if we got much info about her parents. I don't think we have any info on the McGill parents. I think they are the the least represented uh, parents on this series. So we might deal with them splitting up, which would be fine. I would be okay Um, with that. We're definitely dealing with diabetes. We're uh, we're certainly dealing with diabetes. Um, We're also dealing, apparently, and I don't know how to read this, does Janine get a girlfriend? Yes, that was exactly how I read it. Because it's a, okay. they say something about how things are changing. Yeah, and, and you're like, and you see Janine exchange glances with a with the young woman. Yeah, that can only that. be interpreted as with lust. Yeah, because <laughs> why else is it there under the line about changes? Because if it's just like Janine's friend. Right. It's not the same thing. It's just Janine's Janine. Well, could it could be that Janine makes a friend. That could be. <laughs> that the, would also be a change. Remember that. Remember that in this series, Janine is some kind of weird techno organic creation. Yeah. So if we're going to queer a character, if the mm-hmm. Babysitter is Club uh, Netflix series is going to queer a character, why not have it be Janine? Why not? She's not in the club. She has but no she other character. character. Yeah, she's a recurring character. She has a boyfriend very late in yeah. the uh, series, but that is the only time there's any mention of that. Right, and like to me, if you're going to queer main character, I would say that almost Claudia would be the one because as a character, there is no relation, like romantic relationship that is intrinsic to her character in the in the main series. No. And you could easily make her a queer character without having to do any additional work. Especially since one of the other episodes we're doing here, I believe it's the second episode, is Claudia and the New Girl. And okay, as a person who has read Babysitter's Club fan fiction, uh, and people have noticed how people grasp at straws for potential queer characters in this series... I can tell you that the easiest bait that people ever pick at is Claudia and Ashley Wyeth. I don't, I think that the, I think that Claudia and the New Girl queer fan fiction is called Claudia and the New Girl. (laughs) So Claudia and the New Girl, let's talk about it for a second. Uh, Claudia and the New Girl is a book about Claudia meeting a fellow artist named Mm -hmm. Ashley. She asks Ashley if Ashley is related to Andrew Wyeth on the first day of class. And Ashley says, no, but I wish I was. And Mm -hmm. they enter into that kind of very close adolescent uh, female friendship, that kind of thing, you know, uh, that looks to all the world like a relationship if you're looking at it through those eyes. I mean, I would love to see it taken in that direction. I don't know if they're going to do I that. seriously I doubt it. This really, is really doubt that. But it is Netflix so easy. Yeah. Well, but I mean, so I would say Janine that having a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. I would say that Claudia's character, I think we talked about this, is probably the least developed of all the girls in the last season. She's definitely the least defined among the five. Uh, yeah. And Claudia gets a couple named episodes in this season. Obviously, I don't think Netflix is going to go in that direction with Claudia or no. any of the main girls. That would be, I think, a bridge too far for for their marketing purposes. Oh, they would people would get a, a very small but extremely loud number of people would get really mad about that. But an extremely large amount of people would be very loudly happy about that. Yeah, 
Oh, I know. I'm I'm well aware. That's it's disappointing. If they give Janine a girlfriend, I'm good. Like I mean, that's yeah. something. That's progress. Yeah. But uh, it is progress. And like we've said, Janine is such a weird character, especially in the Netflix series. Extremely they have, weird. Yeah, that I, I I would be happy to see a softer side of her. By which I mean like the scene where she's discussing Mimi's like experience in uh 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 the 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 japanese internment camps mm-hmm. uh even that didn't bring out much of a soft side of janine so. oh no definitely not uh i mean it was something but she still seemed mean and cold given yeah. the situation uh oh before we get stacy modeling we we do get um some logan and marianne stuff thank god <laughs> Are we happy about this? <laughs> we are so happy about this. Um, yeah, that would be uh, uh, Marianne and the Great Romance. Marianne and the Great Romance, which uh, also covers the Shannon and Richard wedding, I believe. Yes. So, yeah, that's the book where uh, where uh, the, the parents are getting married, uh, which I'm glad they're doing smack in the middle of the season because it would be obnoxious to have another wedding at the end of the season. Yeah, I, I'm glad that's not the note we're going out on again. Uh, because as they've made clear from the trailer, the plot is not that the parents are getting married. The plot is what happens in the books, which is that Marianne and Dawn have to move in together and uh, they didn't like it at first. It doesn't go so hot. No, yeah, that's, it's that's Dawn's transition. wicked stepsister which is another title yeah uh yeah. good title um the thought of marianne being a bad person in any framing is a is a fun one it's fun yeah and i love the idea of uh netflix marianne being a bad person she is uh, yeah the the sweetest and, and kindest and softest among them but we also know from the last season that she has an edge like she uh, yeah, she's no milk toast. She's no, no wallflower like she can be in the books. Uh, oh no, not uh, at all. No, um, uh, Malia Baker is is uh, going to I think going to play those. She's a great comedic actress, and mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see her going up against Dawn in in that in that oh, yeah. storyline. So yeah, the Marianne and the Great Romance and Dawn and the Wicked Stepsister things kind of come one after another, and they seem to be almost the thrust of the season. Like that's going. I mean, or it's the thrust of the trailer certainly right uh yeah we we get mimi and then okay so okay so okay spoilers if you're if you're just just stepping into the world of the babysitters club uh Uh, like the guinea pig mimi the yes like the sisterhood of the traveling pants the first pivotal death that occurred it's not it's not the uh, one of the one i know no i think i think you're on the right track yeah the first pivotal death that occurs in the series is the death of Mimi. Yes. The guinea pig. And I would, yeah, I would say that as, as hilarious as that is, it's not comparing Mimi, the grandmother's death <laughs> to, to Bailey, the child's death is I think fair. It's not a, no, two it's series. A, it, I think it's absolutely a fair comparison. It's yeah. a, it, it is a, Tibby's character is shaped more by Bailey's death than Claudia's character is mm-hmm. by Mimi's death. But that's just because we have more time with Claudia, right? Yes, we have literally years upon years upon years of time that pass. So Uh, Claudia being in eighth grade, but Claudia being in eighth grade, they can't bring Mimi up all the time. But they do bring her up at at unexpected moments. Claudia will be reminded of like something that Mimi said or did, and she'll be hit by her death all over again. And it's Mm -hmm. just sort of a character, like a a very realistic character trait. They've done a good job uh, establishing Mimi's importance in Claudia's life with. 
what little time Claudia has been in the spotlight on the series, Mimi has yeah. been ever present there. And the books do a really good job at at farleying her death. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Did we discuss farleying? I don't think so. In uh, in in the comic strip, for better or for worse. Uh, which ran for ran for decades upon decades. They have a large sheepdog named Farley. The comic is told pretty much in real time, year by year. And, and when I was in college, they started doing this thing in the comic strip where every once in a while, Farley would do something hilarious, as he was apt to do. And each strip that had Farley, though, some character would go, oh, he's moving a little slow these days. Or, uh, wow, Farley's looking a little gray around the muzzle. And I would have conversations with my friend Mark about the fact that they were gonna kill Farley soon because you don't you don't talk about a character that way unless something bad's about to happen. And this trailer does a Farley. It has Mimi something with Mimi, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh Mimi, are you all right? And yeah. Like, yeah. The, sh- the books definitely hinted that too, right? Uh, and it's uh, it's much more. I mean. Because it's actual text rather than sometimes it's right right out there. But that is The books also have a little, like, they'll drop that in in the middle of an unrelated story. Like, Mimi, because Mimi's had her stroke. So she's, as Strong Bad says, moving very slowly. And she'll come through the room and they'll be like, how's Mimi doing? And Claudia will be like, eh. And you'll be like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then as it gets closer to this book, Mimi starts having more and more spells and stuff. So what's interesting is, and this is interesting to maybe six people in the world, so bear with me here. <laughs> in the source material for the Moosehead uh, episodes, Mimi does drop in something about how Mimi, or Mimi, Claudia drops in something about how Mimi is doing. And that, uh, I mean, that happened relatively close to when these episodes will happen, presumably. Yeah. So it makes sense. The like the the chronology actually does make some sense, despite the jumping all over the place that they're doing here. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. I we we should point out that the order of these books are they're doing book 11, 12, 43, 27, 30, 31, 26, and forty five. Yeah. That 43 sticks out like a sore thumb, huh? Mm-hmm. And a part of that is because they don't have to introduce Jesse and Mal, mm-hmm. which is a huge chunk of books around this time or just sort of yeah. warming you up to these characters and giving them horrible tests to get into the club. And uh, they've it's just awful. sort of been like, yeah. So they're just like, you're in the club. Let's give you some meaty stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaty along the lines of Jesse and the Super Brat. Yeah, Jesse and the Super Brat, which is the one episode I would say we see none of in this trailer. Uh, but we have seen this character before uh, in uh, Babysitter's Club Media. Uh, this is the introduction of Derek Masters. The uh, the superstar. Yes, <laughs> the- who, who was in the HBO series. Stony Brook's own celebrity, Derek Masters. Mm-hmm, who was, does yeah. all of his own stunts when he can. <laughs> when he can, in the same way Keanu Reeves does. Yes, and I guess you discover that in, in mystery number 15, Christie and the Vampires, you discover that Derek Masters does all of his own stunts. Good book, by the way. That's a fun one. Uh, I have not read it. I, I have, for some reason. Uh, yeah, 
So Derek Masters, as we did discuss at one point, is a famous Hollywood actor. He's a child mm-hmm. star and he has Stony Brook roots. So every once in a while he comes back around and the babysitters do know him. Yes. Yeah. Did, did Was he in the HBO show or in the movie? He was in the HBO show, He was show, in the right? HBO show because Jesse was in the newspaper with him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that wonderful. The Babysitter's Club ended up on the front page of the newspaper a lot in the HBO series. <laughs> There's not a lot going on in Stony Brook, to be fair. So, yeah. So they're covering Jesse in the super brat, um, which I'm wondering if that means we're going to get... I believe we see Jesse's parents in the trailer. Mm. Um, so I'm wondering if we're getting Jesse's entire family, who they are my favorite family in the book series. So, oh, the Ramses are wonderful. Uh, yeah. Jesse's family unit being her parents, her younger sister, Becca, who is good friends with Vanessa Pike, who's uh, mm-hmm. Mallory's younger sister, and then uh, the baby, Squirt. Uh, Squirt. Squirt. And she also has an Aunt Cecilia who is around on a lot of vacations and just kind of like haunts the Ramses like a specter. I am. So they've announced these eight episodes. I'm wondering if they're going to do a super special like they did with Camp Moosehead. Um, and if so, can they please do the book where they all get stranded? They get stranded on the island because that's my favorite Babysitter's Club book. Good book. <laughs> where they all literally almost die. Uh, one of my friends recently uh, handed me a bunch of books and one of them was that book. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> just... People love to give me Babysitter's Club books just as standalone gifts. Like if they see one in, at Goodwill or at like a little free store. Yeah. Yeah, so I just have a lot of those, and one of them is now the Shipwrecked Babysitter's Club book. <laughs> That's a good book. It is. It's great. Um, so so let's see. So we've done, we've covered Christy and the Snobs, uh, Claudia and the New Girl, mm-hmm. Stacy's Emergency, uh, Jesse and the Super Brat, Marianne and the Great Romance, Dawn's Wicked Stepsister, Claudia and the Sad Goodbye, which I don't know if we made it clear. That's the one where Mimi kicks that kicks off. <laughs> uh, and but it is a sad book. It's very sad. And you put it so delicately. <laughs> uh, well, it's weird because, you know, like it's a major event, but then the books go on for another 150 novels. And the time between that death and like the characters gets longer and longer. Yeah. So... Do you ever wonder how many books Anna Martin initially had scripted? And I, I, I would like to ask her that. I know she's like famously reclusive, but I still have so many questions for her. I just want to know what she thinks of this series. Um, I bet she's pretty neutral toward it, to be yeah. honest with you, <laughs> having read it relatively in recent <laughs> interviews with her. So finally, the final episode that's listed is the, the greatest title in the history of the babysitters club which is christy and the baby parade which is an odd one because it pretty much involves the babysitters hating each other the entire time i need an episode where they're all fighting though yeah because that's i think that is one of the it's one of the things that makes the book so magical and it happens too rarely when they're all mad at each other yeah oh and we also in the trailer get a we, it is mentioned by Dawn to Christy during a FaceTime call that uh, Sharon told oh, Dawn yeah. uh, that Elizabeth is having a baby. Right. And I don't think they're going to... Uh, my initial thought was like, are they going to have her have a baby 
Or is it this going to be Emily Michelle's adoption? And I would assume that it's the latter because I don't think they'll stray so like they wouldn't stray from the source material that way. Or would they? I don't know. It seems like a lot to bring into this. Like if you're going to bring a full pregnancy and apparently I... Does that mean that the whole episode, the whole season takes place over the course of her pregnancy uh, if she's pregnant? Or are they going to go through the adoption process? Also, why bring in Emily Michelle at all? She's not a character. <laughs> How familiar were you with the television program Modern Family? Pretty pretty familiar. Yeah, yeah, I watched the first few seasons. It reminds me a little bit of the character of Lily. Yeah, and how they, it's exactly the character yeah, of Lily. And how they had to age the character of Lily up to make her any kind of presence on the show. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise yeah. it is just a baby. And it is, well, they adopt yeah. Emily Michelle when she's not newborn. She's three, they, I think. Yeah, and she's nonverbal. Yes. Uh, they have to sort of like, they have to help her out. She's sort of developmentally behind mm-hmm. uh, the, the benchmarks. So there's a lot of stuff. I think Claudia ends up helping her out. Yeah, there's a sweet little interlude where Claudia is helping Emily Michelle learn colors and mm-hmm. uh, numbers and letters. And it's, it, that's the only time Emily Michelle gets any plot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we can call it that. I have discussed this numerous times on Deep in Bear Country with the character of Honey Bear, who is a toddler. Which right, is, your favorite character, Honey Bear. There's nothing you can do with them. They're not characters. As we saw from Full House, they are there to say, you got, you it, got it, dude, and uh, give you a thumbs up. And uh, like, I mean, this is also true of the show Step by Step, where they did they did a modern family before a modern family did it, where I think the character might have even been named Lily. They aged her up by... Four years at one point. I believe they did that in uh, in Growing Pains as well. The newborn baby became five in the next season. And I think in Family Ties, the character of Andy was a baby. And then the next season was like five years old. Yeah, and then they uh, made a joke of it in WandaVision. And now they should never do it ever again because WandaVision took the concept, mm-hmm. made it funny, made it make sense in context, and perfected it, and we should never have to do this again on a sitcom. Right. But as they said, uh, ideally, after the movie Walk Hard came out, there would not have been any more musical biopics because <laughs> all those tropes were called out, and that sure didn't happen. So, uh, no, they uh, continued to win Oscars after that. <laughs> this this podcast episode has devolved into just us complaining about TV shows. Yeah, we're a we're a couple of cranks. We are <laughs> a couple of old cranky <laughs> podcasters. Um, <laughs> it's funny because we know where these books go. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as to because as we saw with Claudia and the Phantom phone calls, as we saw with Dawn and the Impossible Three, they they remix enough of the elements and screw around with the stories enough in the Netflix series that all we have to go off of is what this trailer is hinted at and what we know from the plots. These stories could be completely different. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like Stacy's emergency is going to be just something completely that we're not expecting out of these. I think so too. Um, I think I trust them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this, uh, this, did nothing to change that. Like I liked the first season a lot. I liked it about as much as I possibly could have in an adaptation of a series I find precious. 
Yeah. And there are a couple details in this trailer that made me very happy. And I'm a little bummed for Alana's sake that she did not stick around in the trailer to see Jesse do like the the most balletic movement any Jesse has ever done in an adaptation. Thank you. Jesse actually seems to at least have some knowledge of ballet as it opposed looks like to she has some training of some kind yeah as opposed to any other jesse who's ever appeared in the babysitter's club yeah. who who at most will wiggle around saying jam on it get into the groove I mean, which was great in its own way but this feels mm-hmm. more jesse this uh and she's also doing like the costuming which is always like one of my favorite parts of this show like the production design and the costuming are the things that i probably love the very most aside from mark evan jackson Let's, yes who gets the funniest line in the trailer uh, he does uh he he it's during the uh, the tarot card reading yeah he says to not summon satan until after dinner which is yeah and he is he has a full beard Oh, he's really handsome out uh, in yeah. the in the time of COVID. <laughs> they have they have they did a they did a poll uh, of how people wanted their Mark Evan Jackson. Everyone said there's this podcaster named Christy Admiral. Why don't you ask her? <laughs> the the Mark Evan Jackson subject matter expert of our time, Christy Admiral, and, uh, and they made him into that into into everything you wanted. <laughs> Is it time for me to talk about the time I met him again? Because I can do that. <laughs> I can always do that. Is this a story you bring out at parties? Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, he was—he roasted me. He asked me if I lived in New York, and I said I live in Manhattan. And he said, "You know how you just sounded right now, right? Oh, mm-hmm. you live in Manhattan." And uh, it was nice. It felt felt great. And I was also mortified, but you know, I I, I do want to point out there is a uh, JDRF fundraiser in in this trailer. We see the girls dressed very nice. Uh, we see them gathered at a fundraiser where it looks like there's a silent auction um, for a baby bassinet deluxe gift basket, deluxe (laughs) gift basket. And if you don't know what the JDRF is, it is a real uh, organization that exists. um, uh, What's the term I'm looking for? Um, For diabetes research, juvenile diabetes research. So uh, uh, I'm wondering if there's some kind of like, it's a real thing, so I'm, and they're using their real logo, so I'm wondering like if this is something that they got into with Netflix and was like, hey, we can really promote uh, you know, our organization. This is a very, you know, like a diabetes positive storyline. So I, um, I appreciate it. I like it. And I'm curious to, as to what, if it's going to work its way into Stacy's story in some way. It would be my guess. And, <laughs> it'd, be uh, funny, it'd be funny if it was a Stacy life. It was like Jesse and the Super Brat. And he's like, yeah, I'm doing this fundraiser for the JDRF. So Stacy's not even in it. And they don't even say what JDRF stands for <laughs> or anything. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, okay. Did you have a favorite shot in the trailer? Because I have a guess of what your favorite shot would be. What do you guess my favorite shot is? I would guess that it's the shot of the baby parade because you love love when they babysit in, the, in these television programs. I do love this ba- when they babysit. I do love that the float that they're making looks exactly like the float as it appears in the original cover of uh, mm-hmm. Christy and the Baby Parade. I assume that they are saving it for the last episode because they didn't want to end on a death like a downer yeah um, i think that's it, i think it's a good play and also a baby parade is the goofiest concept they're going to cover this season mm-hmm. uh by a long shot i'm and, wondering if they're going to you know. pull the like 
should the babysit like they're gonna all get angry at each other maybe it'll be one of those like should we just go our separate ways and mm -hmm. then at the end like be like nah we're good we're good i could not be less shocked if that's the attack they take on it and you know what that's okay i'm fine with my i'm fine with my bsc being predictable especially yeah. if they're actually babysitting which it looks like they're doing yeah. and if they're uh roasting each other which it also seems like they're doing yeah i'm just i'm excited about this season i'm really excited uh it comes out a few days after my birthday so it's like a cute little present for me which i am yeah. very psyched for and i've been waiting for uh, a new light watch just because uh there are so few of those now that are both good and not devastating like i just uh, i just feel like that kind of program doesn't exist and this was a soothing balm last time and it is mm -hmm. going to be again i trust it oh and we also see uh claudia's candy paintings yes oh i oh. hope she i hope she succeeds I hope this succeeds is, in what i don't know just in a generic sense i want her to, i want her to pursue her dream in this season and not and not be tamped down again by having to go to camp well we see her painting a picture of the babysitters club uh uh in this in this trailer so um i'm assuming everything's going just fine for her art wise uh i we see a shot of marianne and logan at a at a valentine's party it looks like mm-hmm so uh he says he's gonna ask her to be his girlfriend we can mm -hmm. only assume she says yes given the trajectory of the books yes oh i see so stacy is presenting at at the jdrf gala now that oh, i've frozen the image so okay. she's present she's she's been invited to to present at the gala so obviously she has become the national spokesperson for juvenile <laughs> diabetes uh or at least which, the connecticut or tri-state area oh right 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 <laughs> national is um, a big big deal yeah right right we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna put some kid up there in front of national um <laughs> So yeah, and you know, and I and I will say that looking at the at the babysitters and the way the casting is done, and uh, we have we have four of our main characters who are char are people of color mm -hmm. um, in the babysitters club, and that's a huge deal for for the babysitters club. Massive leap forward. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I don't know what I mean. I don't know where that was going. I don't really have anything else to say, but I, I'm happy about that. Like, it makes me yeah. really, really happy. And there are a handful more uh, characters of color in this trailer. Uh, yeah. It looks like if Janine's presumed girlfriend is black, yes. uh, it's gonna it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna, it's be, gonna great. be great as long as we get Jesse's mom and dad, who I believe we see in the in the trailer. I hope we get Squirt. Uh, Love that guy. <laughs> just think about Jesse's dad, though. I just whenever he popped into a story, I was just so happy because he's like the most present dad in all of these. It's <laughs> true. They've made Richard a great dad in a way that he never is in the books. Let's be real. Uh, yeah. I want to. I want a, an author jesse dad I want mr ramsey okay yeah do we have anything else do we to have say? anything else to say about I don't this think we trailer have anything else to say i'm really excited uh i the only thing i'm hoping for now is that janine does get a girlfriend like this is my only hope for this season and if they give me that then i will have no notes yeah just There's kidding no i'll have tons of notes we'll have notes every week for a while we just discussed a two-minute trailer for an hour so an we are hour? excited oh no <laughs> I haven't read a Babysitter's Club book since June. Uh, unfortunately, Mitzi is now 
done with them. Aww. So my Babysitter's Club experience is in a weird place. And it got me excited to see this trailer because honestly, unless I read them to myself, I don't have an external reason to read the Babysitter's Club anymore. And that hit hard and fast. The fact that Mitzi was just like, yeah, I'm done with these. How can a person be done with the Babysitter's Club? She's growing up too fast. You know who will never grow up? Not these girls. They're growing up already. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, 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 the girls in the books. They'll never girls grow in the up. Books. They'll be stuck uh, in time forever. Until we get our uh, Anna M. Martin penned sisterhood everlasting of the Babysitter's <laughs> Club. And what's ever mattered more than the Babysitter's Club? nothing that's why we have this show it's true that's um, why we that's why we have to do some major treading water episodes in between seasons of an eight episode <laughs> netflix series yeah what are we doing next week we'll figure it out okay okay uh should we say goodbye to our friends are we Let's... still allowed to say goodbye to our friends or now we infringing on copyright oh no i think that song was always copyrighted christine <laughs> Wait, I don't think what? it entered the public domain after 1989 or whenever it came out. Oh, the trailer closes with a with a an actual say hello to your friends. Yeah, uh, of course, it's good. It's good. Well, we're, and, well, we're and, saying goodbye to yes. our friends. Okay. okay. Yes, let's do that. Uh, pizza toast pod uh, at gmail dot com. Pizza mm-hmm. toast pod on Twitter. Christy Admiral on Twitter. P Corey Gonzalez on Twitter. Goodbye, that's friends. Us. Yeah, that's us. Goodbye, friends. <laughs> What a janky and weird episode. <laughs> you have to edit. You're going to have to edit. Boy. <laughs> I'm going to cut this thing down to a smooth 15 minutes. <laughs>